everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Introducing Dogfish Head's new canned cocktails. Culinary crafted and distilled over real fruit for real flavor with two foolproof shots in every can. Keep it real with Dogfish Can Cocktails. Find your new favorite Dogfish Can Cocktail at dogfish.com. Dogfish Head Distilling Company, Milton, Delaware. Please drink responsibly. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Uh, no Anthony Jokey for this episode, but we are in the offseason. We took a week to uh, decompress from the 2021 season, but we are jumping into the 2022 offseason. And if you are a usual listener to this podcast, you know what's coming. It is the 2022 offseason roster deep dive. And joining me for this as it as he usually does during the off season. This is his third go around of this. So one and the only Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? It's good to be back. I'd rather we started these in February, but uh, here we are in the start of Jan and uh, it's go time again. Yes, yes. We, I think we all would have preferred it that we start this in February, but unfortunately, once again, we're starting in January. Uh, Mr. Duffin, before we get started, for people that are new to this, explain what the off-season roster deep dive is. So the general gist is looking at all 53 roster spots over a series of, I think it works out about 12 articles, but I do position room by position room. And I'm effectively looking at each one. So it's not we just touch on quarterback and then chat about the starter because that that's what really sort of poor places will do. We're, we're looking at the entire room. Every 53 of the roster spots gets its own piece and we look at it. And... What we're doing is saying, hey, is there someone on the roster that is this role? Take running back, for example. Starting running back is Nick Chubb. It's not up for debate. There's nothing on there. It's black and white. Then you've got some other spots where it's like, hey, what are we going to do? There's there's not really someone on the roster to fill this. Are we going to do free agency? Are we going to do the draft? I don't get into names and stuff yet, but I'll start talking about draft capital and things like that because we need to get through free agency before we really start chatting about names. So... At this point, we're just talking about, hey, we might need this position. We're going to look somewhere around the fifth to seventh round, or we're going to look at UDFAs. And it's not saying, hey, this is it. This is how we need to go. I'm just presenting the options. So it's one way you can read and go, actually, I, th- I think we should go to free agency for this. And I'll present that there's positions where there is a guy who's on the roster, could easily be cut. They could easily go a different direction. So it's, it's not saying, hey, we've got someone on the roster. That's final. There are some, Miles Garrett. He's going to be edge one. Don't matter what happens. <laughs> um, unless you trade for, who knows? Is there even a guy you could trade for? Aaron Donald would probably outscore him as D-line one, but it's not one way you're realistically moving him. So I won't even discuss other options for edge one. But we're just going to go through all the options and look at that there. And to be fair to Andrew Berry, number one aim in year one, 2020 was the O-line. Finished number one in pass blocking and run blocking. 
which is the first time in PFF stats that's happened, which we're talking a good, what, 15 odd years. Um, 2021, all the focus was on the defense, which, hey, analytically sound is all about coverage. Finish number one for coverage. So this year, it's, some people said, will it be quarterback? It's not going to be quarterback. That's going to be the big focus. Who knows? They could go and make a splash move. It's probably going to be wide receiver. So will we see the Browns, PFF, number one for wide uh, receiving? Because obviously it's not just wide receivers. It's running backs, tight ends, anyone that catches the ball. Could it be the case? Who knows? We'll come back in a year's time. We'll find out. Yes, we will. And in addition to the podcast, this is dropping on a Monday. There'll also be an article that coincide with these podcast episodes. So today on Monday, you're listening to this podcast with me and Jack. Go over to the dogland.com. Jack has a very thorough, detailed article, and he will every Monday and Wednesday for the next several weeks about each position group that we're going to break down here on the Dogland podcast. Um, so we're starting off, Jack with the most important position in the NFL, the most important position perhaps in pro sports, the quarterback position. And last week, you know, we heard all the scuttlebutt, actually for the last couple of weeks, going back to the Steelers game, what's the quarterback position going to look like going into 2022? We would assume, and based on what Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry said, it's likely Baker Mayfield, but as we know, Jack, Crazy things happen in the NFL, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. But we might as well start with the talk about Baker. You have him pegged as likely the starting quarterback coming back. Your thoughts on Baker, and then we'll go into what the potential options could be at that position. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with Baker first. And this is a different one. I've, I've not rolled this out, I don't think, in terminology. And over the two previous years, I've gone with likely. Um, I've not definitively said Baker's the guy because for three years up till now, there was no question. Baker was the guy and that's it. Um, whereas Baker likely is the guy is, is where we're at. I, I've decided to pop a number on it. I've said there's a 75% chance that he's going to be our starting quarterback next year. And I don't take too much from either side of the press conference because all the public stuff has been like, hey, want to come back, want to hit it next year, whether that's Barry, whether that's Stefanski, whether that's Baker. Um, but they have to say that. They can't say anything else. <laughs> Obviously, you've got a slightly different line from the Colts um, with Wentz, but it's it's not as bad as Wentz. Um, but if you do want to move Baker on, and that's the decision, that could be for either side. And that's something people aren't understanding. Yet. Baker might want a fresh start, but as well, Kevin Stefanski and Berry might want a fresh start as well because NFL is not for long. If you can be one and out, as we've seen today with the um, recently with the Texans, with other teams. Um, you cannot sit there and go, oh, we'll address it next year because that could be someone else making that pick. And it doesn't matter what your owner said. doesn't matter what the sort of contract is, how confident you are in your job. One bad year and that can be goodbye. So do they want to take that risk? Is a genuine question that we can sit there and say outside on the outside, oh, it's smart to do this, smart to do that they don't have the luxury of going, oh, well, we, we can play, game this out over three years and decide what we want to do. They might not have three years. So that's sort of a dynamic that people don't want to touch on. They just want to go, oh, just, just keep Baker. It's fine. Um, so either side or both sides could be forcing a move. Um, but everything does point towards him coming back. But the key thing to understand, if Baker hasn't signed a contract extension, which... Everything says it's never going to happen this offseason. 
they have no quarterback under contract next year. Not this coming season, 2023. So they need to prepare for that year to be a year where they draft a quarterback because where do you get a quarterback? You get them in the draft. You don't want to pick up something off of someone else's scrap heap. Um, it's just not the good way about roster construction. So I would say I feel really good in saying first round pick at 13, everyone's getting excited who can be there. It's probably going to be a trade down and you'll add a second round pick. I don't think it'll be a dramatic trade down to the um, late 20s and you add a first. I think it'll be a smaller one, add a second for next year. And then that's potentially in your ammo case. And that's not saying you will use that to trade up for someone in a year's time. Um, it might be you trade for a quarterback in a year's time, but you just want to leave as many options on the table because if uncertainty at the quarterback position is a nightmare. Yes, it is. And I mean, pre-Baker Mayfield, there was a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, Baker has given us a, a sigh of relief those last couple of years, but now it looks like we might be heading back down that road potentially, um, depending on what details entails this offseason and going into the 2022 season you know the first thing jack that we'll talk about when it comes to the quarterback position and specifically starting quarterback trade and we've it's the names that we've been hearing for practically the last year not just with the browns but around the league and there's three names specifically aaron Rodgers, russell wilson deshaun watson i wouldn't even consider Rodgers a likely option unless for some reason he's open to coming to cleveland it just seems like He's going to go to somewhere that's established, not saying the Browns aren't established, but where he could just drop right in and be a boom, Super Bowl contender. Now, he might be able to do that in Cleveland, just given the talent he has, but I just don't see him giving Cleveland a real look if he does choose to move on from Green Bay. Russell Wilson, we heard about it last summer. There's specific places he wants to go, places where his, her, his wife could uh, reinvigorate her uh, music career. The Browns probably aren't one of those options, but Deshaun Watson's the, the probably the biggest one that might be a realistic shot. He has a no trade clause. The Dolphins probably aren't a likely spot now after they fired Brian Flores. Deshaun Watson out of the big three, Jack, I have a feeling if his uh, charges clear up the sexual assault cases, Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland doesn't seem far fetched, but a lot of people are saying would Andrew Barry pay trade for three first round picks for him. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the other two. I think, for me, I've always said for two years, Rogers is off to Denver this offseason, but sounds like he might stay, but we'll see on that. Um, and Russell Wilson, it just feels like he's going to be in New Orleans. It just feels like that's going to be the way. Um, and with the trade stuff, it's why I've always avoided it in previous years, but the quarterback I made an exception this year, is it's so hard to predict. I know trading is different than free agency, but only two teams made a serious approach to Tom Brady. Two teams out of the entire league made a serious approach to Tom Brady. So when people say, no, that'll never happen, you just don't know how big a, a market is around certain players. So the idea that, no, they're not going to come here, oh, we're this, we're that. If they want to leave and there's only like two or three teams interested and the Browns are one of them, the Browns have a very realistic opportunity. So lots of people want to do down the team that I see it on Twitter. So, oh, this is impossible. Someone better will take him. Who knows? They might not be in the market. Um, so it takes two teams to tango. But Watson, for me, is the, the most realistic one. Um, he's not getting traded until he's cleared 
And if he's not cleared, then who knows where that direction goes. So people worrying about the fact that he's got charges over him, that is going to be addressed before any moves mattered. And the Texans aren't going to trade him before that with people going, should we just offer a second and see if they'll accept it? They're never going to accept that. They are going to see this out and then they'll make a decision. The interesting one is, do they potentially hire Flores and that sort of smooth stuff over? Because that's apparently a big fan of why he wants to go there. Obviously, the issues with ownership and other things, so probably not, but let's see. Um, crazy things have happened. But yeah, he's the big move. And I think Andrew Berry would stump up what it costed because having a quarterback that is elite and his play has been phenomenal... Um, is a game changer for your entire franchise. So um, if the opportunity was there, I, I think it, it could be him versus his uh, predecessor and Harry Roseman that he's bidden against, which uh, would be a, a messy, messy game. But I, I certainly think they would be in the market. And we've seen from Andrew Berry two years ago, he was the only person other than the New England Patriots calling Cam Newton. Two years ago, no one was talking about benching Baker Mayfield or anything else. We had Keenum under contract as well. But they were still trying to add Cam Newton. So when people get upset of the Browns are linked to this player, Andrew Berry is calling about every single trade, every single free agent. You just have to accept that because that is what good due diligence is. So um, he's going to keep looking. And if he feels the price is right, he'll pull that trigger. But all the people worrying about, oh, what about the charges? That is going to be dealt with before. No one is trading for him in the unknown and the mystery and who knows what happens. Yes, and if people don't think Barry doesn't understand the value of the quarterback, in 2011, he was a pro scout for the Colts when Peyton Manning went down with the neck injury. The Colts tanked, but they tanked for good reason to get Andrew Luck. And, I mean, I I think, like like Jack said, Barry will leave no stone unturned trying to see if there's a potential upgrade at quarterback going into uh, 2022 for sure. I think, you know, people could say, well, he said this in front of the media, like Jack said, he had to say those things. It's no, there's a reason why they do what they do in front of the cameras and then behind the cameras, they're, they're masters of their craft. And I don't expect Andrew Barry to be any different. There is a second tier of trade targets. And this has been the hot names over the last couple of weeks, Jack, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and even Jimmy Garoppolo, who the, the 49ers could move on from this season or this offseason. And it's likely they will because I feel like they're going to give the keys to Trey Lance. But all three of these could be potential trade options for the Browns. It's just a matter of do they think it is a clear upgrade over Baker Mayfield? Yeah, and it, it comes into that sort of question of if Baker wants out and they're sort of happy to move him and can get an offer. There's been one that it's associated to Albert Breer, but I don't know if he's actually said it, which is Washington's first round pick, which, hey, if that's on the table, I'm taking that. Um, if we're just hoping for one year of Baker, it's as, as almost a semi-bridge at this point. If you don't believe he's going to get the future contract, why wouldn't you take a first? Um, I think Kirk Cousins is the one I think most likely to move um, purely because new head coach, new GM, um, and it, it could turn into sort of a salary cap dump almost, not the dump to the level of the Brock Osweiler trade, but I don't think they'll look for that much because it's a 35 million fully guaranteed deal. And if you want to get out of a cap problem, getting rid of something like that is a is a big upgrade. So um, I think that's more realistic. Derek Carr, I just feel is going to stay, even though it's a, a new head coach and probably a new GM once their season ends. Um, that's their... And Jimmy G, 
meh. Um, I wouldn't hate it. Um, I feel he could probably force his way to free agency and might want a longer deal. Um, but yeah, it, it's one that am I taking any of those over Baker Mayfield with the hope that they sign a longer contract? No, I, uh, Baker has more upside long term than any of those three players. If I was looking at a one-year bridge and I could get trade value for Baker and pick up one of these guys cheaper, would I do that? Yeah, I would do that because it doesn't bother me paying slightly extra for Kirk Cousins and going, hey, one year of Kirk Cousins, roll the dice. Um, there's another guy that if I'm punting that I'd I'd really like, and we'll touch on him in a second, but um, no, I, I think it's one where it all depends what's going on behind the scenes. If Baker's committed to coming back, sorting it out, dealing with the mechanics, then you, you might be able to solve it. But if he wants a fresh start and, hey, he's chasing 160 million payday, um, I'm not going to begrudge him if he wants a fresh start, then move on and get a happy locker room. You do mention Matt Ryan, but his cap hit is very significant pre-June 1st. Post-June 1st, it's a little, it's a little more forgiving for Atlanta. Um, I just don't see that likely. ESPN did report on week 18 that their head coach said, told ownership and the GM, I want Matt Ryan to be my quarterback. Things could change, obviously, but I don't think that one's likely. There is a unique name, Jack, you last left on here. Jalen Hurts, which I don't think would happen, but Philly was tied to Deshaun Watson during the season. Hurts has been good. If they can upgrade. I think they would do it. And Howie Roseman's always shown to be aggressive, but Jalen Hurts is an interesting name you put in this article. Yeah, I, th I think if Eagles go Watson, and potentially that could be one of the cases where it's us versus the Eagles as the main two bidding partners and we lose, then why not call them and ask about Hurts? Um, yes, they could keep him as a really cheap backup and that would be great value, but I think the bigger value for them as a team would be going, hey, he's got two years left on his deal, let's flip him. And that's where I think it wouldn't be a perfect three-way trade as you sometimes get in basketball, but a three-way trade of, hey, if it is Washington that wants him, we could say, Washington, hey, we'll send you um, Baker Mayfield. You send us a pick. We'll then trade that pick with Philly. So Philly gain whatever pick effectively comes from Washington. And then we put ourselves in a nice position. And it's one where I look at that and go, it's two-year deal for Hertz rather than one for Baker. It's a lot cheaper. And we sit there and go, hey, th there's upside to do some different stuff here. Um, we can change around the offense. He's coming off a much better year where I go, that's a punt I would love to take because not, that still doesn't stop you drafting a quarterback in a year's time. Um, and why not? Let, let's, let's roll the dice and see what happens. So that's the sort of wild card that I would love to come out of the end of the season. And people will say, oh, but Jalen Hurts, he runs around like If you're not really, the idea I see of Jalen Hurts isn't I'm going to give him 40 million a year. I want him to go out there and win games. And he's got a team to the playoffs. Um, let's give him an even better roster. I'd say even better scheming from the head coach. And let's see what he can do. Because why not? Let's make some magic. I will say, when it comes to Hertz and even any mobile quarterback, I would love to see a mobile quarterback in this offense. I mean, we've seen Baker and Keenum try to extend plays and they're not the most athletic quarterbacks on the planet, 
but if an athletic quarterback like a Jalen Hurts or even other names that we'll mention later, like I just want to see like what Stefanski would do with a more mobile quarterback. I just think it would be fascinating. Um, go to free agency. You mentioned a couple names. You know, there is a long list of free agent quarterbacks. There's none too appealing, but you did mention a couple names that could be intriguing to the Browns if they want to, if they do move on from Baker and look for that bridge type quarterback. Yeah, so this is very much the case of Baker says, hey, I want out and they trade him and then they can't find a trade replacement and they need to pick someone up. Um, So it's not a route I don't think they would aim to go, but stuff can fall apart with Baker. And if it does and you need a guy in free agency, you've got to go and sign someone. If you can't get the drafts, uh, the trades you want, Baker's forced his way out and say you took that first happy days. Then the two guys that are capable to come in and start is Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater. Lots of people think, oh, Jameis Winston, all does is throw interceptions. He threw somewhat, he threw quite a lot. Most of them, if you look back at Tampa, are like on third and longs. And the way he throws an interception, it's so deep that it's basically a punt in many cases because it travels really far through the air. And he actually had a really good year last year before the injury. Finished 12th in EPA um, completion percentage composite, um, 19th of PFF. So if you're saying, hey, that's your 10 million guy, I don't hate that if you traded Baker. If you said to me, hey, we're going to trade Baker for a first and you bring in Jameis Winston for a year, why not? Um, It's not plan one, but yeah, I would take that over Baker starting next year. Um, because with that first round pick, why not draft another wide receiver? Um, so yeah, I don't hate it. Teddy. Yeah. I'm never going to get excited about Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Do a job, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely a bridge quarterback. Uh, he, he had, he had some moments in Denver, but I mean, he's obviously, he wasn't the long-term fit could be a solid backup in the league, but, uh, you know, the more I hear about Jameis, the more I'm intrigued if he's a bridge, maybe even as a guy to come in and compete with baker if they elect to go that route i doubt they do that but it could be something to watch um we get to the backup quarterbacks obviously right now we have case keenum and nick mullins uh i think everybody that's a browns fan can agree that case keenum will not be a cleveland brown by the time free agency rolls around uh jack you mentioned he's got a million dollar roster bonus due march 21st and a 5.5 million dollar base salary Keenan played his last game week 18 against Cincinnati. And I think he was good, formidable, serviceable backup here. His two years in Cleveland, the two starts this year against Denver, against Cincinnati, he was solid, put us in a position to win and we won both games. Uh, But that salary, uh, you don't want to pay too much for backup quarterback. And it just seems the writing on the wall that Keenan will be cut. It's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah. So Keenan's going to go and, um, Good luck to him. He'll get an opportunity somewhere else. I didn't like the signing at the time. And um, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, expect that cut to happen before the 21st of March. If we're sat there on the 21st of March and he's still on the roster, then something weird is going to be going on because it makes no sense for him to be here that day. So um, yeah. And that's one of these things when I I sit there and sort of look around um, and go keep an eye on roster bonuses and other things triggering because that's the date where they're not going to give a a million to a dude and then be like, oh yeah, we're going to cut him three weeks, four weeks later. It just doesn't make sense. So those little things are really, really, really strong indicators for when a player might be cut or moved on. And 
Nick Mullins is actually intriguing. So Nick Mullins doesn't work as the backup to Baker because he's not going to push Baker to be better. But what I think Nick Mullins would be really good at, if you had a settled quarterback position, I think he's great as your backup. So say you were the Bills, for instance, you've got Josh Allen, you know Josh Allen's your starter. Why not have a Nick Mullins as a backup? If you're Rogers, have him as a backup. Um, Tom Brady, he's fine. Um, so he's the sort of dude that if we had a settled number one, I'd take him there. And if you went and traded for, say, Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr or who knows, one of these names, I'd keep Nick Mullins around. Um, nice and cheap, does a job, and happy, happy days. So, um, yeah, don't – Nick Mullins is an interesting. I don't think he'll be the guy because I think Baker's there. But if we get to that 25% where Baker's not the quarterback on the roster, Nick Mullins might still be in town. Yeah, I mean, he was great in that role in San Francisco for the uh, the last few years before he made he made his way to Cleveland, being the backup to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, on a cheap salary. Came in, started what sixteen games, so he's a f- formidable backup. Um, if you're saying if we do move on from Baker and add another upgrade at quarterback, Mullins would be perfect for backup, in my opinion. Other names that you mentioned, we'll get to free agency first because the trade one is very fascinating. Um, we mentioned Winston and Bridgewater earlier. Some other notable backup uh, options, potentially. Marcus Mariota, who's the backup to Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Uh, they use him in sort of a wildcat offense where he could be uh, use his legs. And then Mitchell Trubisky, Ohio native, former first-round pick of the Chicago Bears. This year spent a year backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some Browns fans have mentioned him as a potential free agent option, but... Uh, yeah, these are guys. If you know, if Baker is here, these make the most sense for uh, potential backup quarterbacks. Yeah, if no, for me, um, Trubisky is the one I prefer. Mariota just doesn't get me um, that intrigued. He's barely played, um, but Trubisky had horrendous head coaching and coaching staff around him, and everyone's well aware of that. So, I think there's a case for just bring him in and take a punt and. When people are like, oh, yeah, let's get a really good backup. You don't get amazing backup quarterbacks. They're just not real things. But you're betting on a guy with upside who's probably had a year around really, really good coaching staff. And to be fair, if we remember Josh Allen when he came into the league, it was not good. It was really bad. They worked on him with his mechanics, with his eyes, with a lot of stuff. And he's got a lot better. Yes, playing really helps with that. But that sort of stuff can really rub off on a player like Mitch Trubisky. So is he going to come in and beat Baker out for the job week one? No. But could he across the season if Baker struggles again and he's really showing and has developed? You never know. Um, Mitch Trubisky's got a better chance of being a future starting quarterback in the league than a Case Keenum. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're going to keep Baker, Mitch Trubisky for me is the guy. I would love the punt on Winston, but I just don't think it makes sense from his perspective. He should be able to go to a team and start probably um, or have a really good chance of battling for the starting job, whereas he just doesn't get that in um, Cleveland if Baker's still here. Yeah, I would agree. Um, trade option. And this one was this kind of, this one threw me for a loop, kind of like the Jalen Hurts one. But you mentioned Packers backup quarterback Jordan Love. Now, this obviously would be, I think, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, because if he moves on, 
Love could be the starter unless they get somebody else in a potential trade. Uh, but Jordan Love potentially getting being trade bait this offseason is something a lot of people don't think about, but could be a possibility. Yeah, kudos to my co-host Ian Wright that actually sort of put this one in my head and said, hey, why not? Um, and it's a fair question. I think they'd keep him because he's nice and cheap and they are in absolute cap hell. But if Aaron Rodgers stays there and goes, hey, I'm going to sign a deal, but you get rid of this guy because I don't want to be looking over my shoulder, he he well within his right to ask for that. So why not call and ask? Um float that question and see what they come back with because yeah if if you're going to take baker and keep him next year even better than mitch trubisky jordan love we've seen very little and yeah it hasn't been great but anyone being rolled out there for a first few games usually doesn't light it up he's obviously got that solid trade capital invested in him so they must have seen something why not take a punt and see what happens um, so yeah, I, I would definitely call and ask about Jordan Love. And worst comes to worst, he, he can be a backup for a couple of years, without question. Um, the third quarterback you mentioned, you mentioned this option, and, and I think it's an option that a lot of people don't talk about. It's something that Howie Roseman did in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, drafting a quarterback in the middle rounds. Now I know everybody's going to say, "Whoa, Jack and Jack, the the QB class is terrible." It might be terrible, but sometimes you find a gem. Tyler Huntley went undrafted and sat in Baltimore for a couple of years and then got his chance to start, and everybody was like, well, that kid's got talent. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Andrew Barry finds a quarterback in the second, third, or fourth round, drafts him. Worst comes to worst, he's a backup to Baker, could be a spot starter or a low-end starter for 2022, 2023. I mean, that's an option that a lot of people aren't talking about. Yeah, no, and lots of people like especially on the QB class. And yeah, it doesn't have that high-end talent, but that doesn't say anything about the depth. Um, and look over to the draft network, probably one of the most respected group of people when they're talking about the draft. They've got five quarterbacks going in the first round at the moment in their top 32 for the predicted. They are right at the tail end, but... That that's still a really, really good quarterback class compared to what we've seen in the past. And teams are horrendous at drafting quarterbacks. They thought nine players were better than Patrick Mahomes. They thought Mitch Trubisky was better than Patrick Mahomes. These sort of things that the NFL draft is a massive crapshoot. Lots of luck, lots of stuff on player development under the coaching. Um, if Tom Brady had gone to the Browns, is Tom Brady even in the league, let alone being the Hall of Famer and GOAT that he is, lots of these odd things make a massive impact on what happens. So why not take a punt? I, th I forget, was it Wolf or it was somebody um, in Green Bay basically said, you, you spend something on quarterback every single year because you just keep searching because you always need more. Um, and why not have a talent backup? And it's like worst case scenario, you take someone in the second to fourth round, say they're going to be a cheap backup for four years. Best case scenario, they end up being a starter. That's what you're chasing. You're not looking for, oh, we're going to find Patrick Mahomes here in the fourth round. But if you if, if you had Gardner Minshew, that's a solid dude. Um, it comes in and does a job. It's not one where you're saying we need 
to find this superstar. And, and even in the, the draft, people are like, oh, but we're not going to finish in the top two picks next year to get a quarterback. Most of these top quarterbacks are getting drafted around the 10th pick anyway. You can trade up and get them. So I would say just take a punt because if Baker sucks in the second half this year and it is a dumpster fire, what do I want? Do I want to be throwing a guy out there for the last four weeks and going, is this guy the future? David Mills is doing a solid job um, or something else or throwing out bloody Nick Mullins to see what's going on or give Baker his last two games before he leaves. Just test it out and throw stuff at it. An extra third or fourth spent on the quarterback isn't going to be the end of the world. You're not mortgaging your future for that. Have a punt. See what happens. I will say I was doing a mock draft and I drafted Garrett Wilson, wide receiver in the first round. Second round, Malik Willis from Liberty was there. And that's like, out of the quarterbacks I've seen, that's the one I took it. I'd take a chance on. If he fell to us at 43 or 44, whatever pick we have, I wouldn't mind rolling the dice there. It's not expensive. You have at worst a backup quarterback on a really cheap deal. And if Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt and company can mold him into a potential starter for 2023 or beyond, it's a, it's worth, like you said, worth making a punt on a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot, lots of people are thinking, oh, you, you're replacing Baker with a fourth-round pick. It's not, it's not the case. If you've got no one in your room and you're only drafting quarterbacks in the fourth round, then uh, you're going to have a problem. But, yeah, why not? Throw stuff at the wall until something sticks. And that's the way you should be a quarterback because until you've got the answer where you go, this guy is going to consistently be a top-ten quarterback, and that's not just a top-ten quarterback. That's the word consistent in there that lots of people want to miss which certainly isn't the case. Whatever you say about Baker, he can play the high end, he can play the low end. He isn't consistent. You want to be there every year going, this guy's going to be top 10. As long as he's that, you're fine. Keep rolling the dice. Um, So whether it's Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, Baker, a draft pick, see what's out there and go go crazy. Um, Because there is no point having, we went into this season, the Browns, one of the best rosters in the NFL. That's what happens when you don't wait the quarterback position. If you haven't got a quarterback, it doesn't really matter. We're never going to suck enough with this roster that we're going to get a one-two pick because the roster is loaded. But, yeah, not having a quarterback just leaves you in the middle of purgatory. With the old Andy Dalton Bengals, they had to bottom out to get their bright future. And um, they're enjoying it. So why not ask next? Absolutely. Well, Jack, this was a good start to our offseason deep dive. Um, just so everybody knows, like I mentioned at the top, we have a podcast dropping and we'll have an article on the dogland.com by Jack every Monday and Wednesday for the next few weeks. Monday today was quarterback Wednesday, a new episode will drop where we talk about running backs and fullbacks and then so on and so forth as we go throughout each thing. Um, Jack, any parting words before we get on out of here? It's just there's going to be lots of random it's a fake news, lots of questions about the salary cap and other stuff flowing around this offseason. Just shoot me a DM, tweet at me, and I'll get back to you and answer it. So um, don't be shy to reach out. Happy to answer questions, have a back and forth and discussion on stuff. So, um, yeah, have a look. There's loads of great stuff coming up. It's super fun, the offseason. Let's enjoy it. And you guys can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Duffin, at Jack Duffin. It's D-U-F-F-I-N. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry08 and also the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter as well as Facebook. And until next time, go Browns. Go Browns.
Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Wow, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. 